0: this show is this by my welcome
1: welcome to episode 236 of Texing. Hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Hey, Jason, how you doing?
0: Doing all right. How about yourself? Doing pretty good, pretty good. A little bit of a rushed morning, though. Um, yeah. So we had to adjust our uh, our recording time because I just remembered, I always forget that we have a, uh, a Friday afternoon Uber uh, weekly meeting. Well, that's not a and good we thing to s- forget. Yeah, well, we we had, uh, I had forgotten it like a couple weeks ago, and then last week I couldn't attend because we were going down to San Diego, and yeah. then today we had it scheduled, and then you're like, and then I remembered, we had scheduled it for three, normally we do it on weekends.
1: The reason why is because I've got my good buddies Sarah and Shane and uh, Jude, their little baby, uh, they're coming over to stay with us for two weeks, right. so it's, so it's going to be really difficult to do a podcast under those circumstances, so I wanted to get it in before that. that
0: right, so... Um, so that's why, and then when I remembered that that I have the three thirty Uber call, yeah. I was like, "Oh, craps!" Which sucked because, you know, you, I need a certain amount of time to get my uh, well th- links and information together, especially when it's such know. a huge story as the NSA stuff.
1: I mean, talk about like so. Okay, so you you deserve a bit of credit here. I mean, you've been you've been doing your letters from the dark side for the last three years on the show. And uh, you've been talking about this kind of stuff pretty frequently. Let us are in the dark side. We'll do the last little five minutes of the show, and you've been saying, "Oh, we're you know, we're being looked at." And I think this goes to show that you weren't just paranoid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, well, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out the get you. Right, right. You know, that's, right. Well, no, I, I, all I was, all I did was bring up the uh, the Wired article about um, the NSA whistleblower um, uh, Benny, who was a, one of who's like a thirty year. Uh, NSA veteran and official and he had he had been interviewed by James Bamford who wrote the three big books on the NSA, Body of Secrets, The uh, Puzzle Palace, and I think it was Shadow Factory or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And so there's this big article in WIRE talking about how... Um, the NSA was just sucking in all this data and they had these sort of, you know, these, uh, you know, tied into these backbones and all of these, uh, I don't know what you call it, backbone centers, whatever, wherever these, these switching stations yeah. are for AT&T. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, Verizon and all that stuff.
1: It's it's pretty incredible how many stories there have been about different facets of this. I mean, it's just it's just huge. And there's so many different angles to this story. And the most recent one, I don't know whether you've been looking at it, but... That Snowden... Well, I mean, do we need to even do a backup? I mean, everyone's going to know what the story's about, right? Do we even need to do a backup about the I story? I think we
0: can just hop around and talk about stuff. Because yeah. I think I think, if you don't know about the story, that means you completely
1: Wait. don't care. Yeah, exactly, right. Okay. <laughs> but the vast
0: majority of people have, <laughs> have basically know what's going on. Okay, it's been okay. In the news, so so we don't need a recap.
1: So the new thing today that I've seen on Hacking News is that Snowden's decided to um, reveal a list of IP addresses in China and in Hong Kong... That, that he that he considers um, residential that the NSA have been hacking and and to my way of thinking, not, ma-
0: not residential, non-governmental. Yeah, so non governmental. Yeah, not non
1: governmental. I mean, to my way of thinking, I don't understand that move from this perspective. I feel that that will definitely it makes it look like oh, he wanted to release the other stuff first so that he could get, he could gain some public you know like oh yeah, we think you're really cool. You you know you are a patriot. You're not you're not a traitor, and then. To release something like this, which is basically a bargaining chip, into in, my way of looking no, at it. No, I, I completely disagree with that. I so, mean,
0: yeah, he's God. basically looking at um, all of the unethical behavior and illegal behavior. Um, well, why would, really, why would he because release? Why would Because we're attacking, we're we're essentially um, snooping and attacking uh, other countries. I mean, China is not our enemy; they're our biggest
1: trading partner. Yeah, but I mean, China regularly do the same thing to us.
0: We claim that China does that. Right. You know, we're climbing all the Chinese hackers. We gotta spend all this money on cybersecurity. We gotta beef up all this stuff. We need to give the government all these more laws and regulations and cybersecurity. And it turns out we've been attacking them. You really this uh, for at least the last four years?
1: You think there's no part of his reasoning for doing this that basically it's gonna it's gonna ally China and Hong Kong on his side, and it's gonna stop them from handing him to the U.S. You think there's no reason, no part of that?
0: I think I think I think that would be a minor part of the calculation. No, okay. I think I think this is a big a big part of the things that Why NSA, would he release
1: this second then? I mean, like the, like the, the, there's a million different things he could release. Why release the fact that Chinese high IP, IPs were attacked? Why why choose that as a second release?
0: Oh, probably because he's over there, he's there they're there he was talking with them. But it wasn't just it wasn't just that the you you, you sent me a link it was like the China, like the you know, some Chinese newspaper yeah. links it but he this this was out in Washington Post two days ago, I think. This
1: isn't this isn't
0: this isn't, oh, this isn't new? You? No. This is at least at least two days old. Um, look, I mean, any smart person is going to run a number of calculations through their head. Right? He's clearly a very smart guy, so he's probably. So I'm sure he's. He's like, well, I, you know, the NSA is are, 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 the NSA is up to a lot of things that the general population doesn't know about. The general population would be outraged about. That would be probably um, if they were adjudicated in court would be found unconstitutional. Um, Things we're doing with, you know, snooping on um, domestic um, conversations and data, things that we're doing, tacking and hacking other countries. All these things are are, are bad news. So if he goes over there and he's like, hey, Hong Kong is one of the places that um, I might stand a chance of not being extradited back to the U.S. Then, and also, as it turns out that, yeah, it would probably they would probably uh, be somewhat appreciative that he brought that to, to light. But I think his, his main goal was not to hurt the United States in any way. His, his main goal was to bring to light what's actually going on. I mean, there's all this secretive behavior
1: that's going on. That- well, the, pro- the problem is, is that may have been the goal. I mean, and, and I don't know either way. But my, my worry is, is that the re- this, this kind of revelation and detailed information of, of these IP addresses in China could potentially begin some kind of i don't know cold war like like cold hacking what's oh, been going on i mean it's been no, going but on i mean for like years. really like like really escalate the level of that 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 cold I war i just think
0: it brings it to light so that i i mean you know the it's, it's sort of like this secretive the secretive cyber war that's been going on um, whether we know about it or not i think if we know about it people are going to be a little more irritated about it because you have tons of businesses that have factories and and distributors and all kinds of things in china, and they're like, guy, what what are you doing? you know like we, you know, our factories, our production lines are in China, right right, half of our companies' in china you know you're like it's like you're attacking Texas, you know I mean just because they're in china and they speak it's a, just because they 're in another continent and they speak other language, you know who cares? why are we attacking them and it's 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 sort of this you know I mean this is getting into geopolitics so I, I don't know how But it's
1: interesting so you so from your perspective you don't see any threat about at the escalation of the China the China US situation and um, it's just basically a good deed from his perspective I mean I hey I, I don't know either way and as as is on the texting wiki under my quirks column Justin doesn't like to offend people and I think that's <laughs> it. check out TextingWiki.com and have a look at Justin you'll see one of my quirks is I don't like to offend people that's true so where well, my my primary
0: quirk is I like to talk a lot, a lot. <laughs> which is uh, well, a true thing it hasn't been said uh, yeah um so I think that the I think under most circumstances to have things out in the open as part of a public debate, lessens the chance that things spiral out of control. When things get hidden and governments are doing things that people don't know about and even vast parts of, the, uh, of, of Congress and stuff are kept in the dark, I think it tends, it tends to lead to, to problems. But th- can I just say that... And it's, and it's sp- not democratic. I mean, it's was saying. It's like democracy dies behind closed
1: doors. Okay, but isn't the definition of like espionage and spying that you give away secrets that we have about your country to you. So in other words, this, th- this, the, the first thing, but t- talking about um, wiretapping American citizens, like I totally get that. I'm like, yes, that is totally, I mean, I'm so, that's amazing whistleblowing, right? But this, the second thing, it's, that's what espionage is. You are telling another country, these are the secrets we have about you. What? That's 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 what's yeah, spy, the, the that's spying, that, no, that's what defection and esp- that's like spy defection.
0: Okay, you're talking about so you're okay. You're talking about spy. Okay, yeah. You know, uh, you're, but sp- espionage, spying is about yeah. getting secrets at other countries so you can create some kind of
1: tactical strategic advantage. Right, which is exactly what we what he just did for China.
0: China as, as as Chinese said out loud, which I mean, everybody, I think. China is well aware
1: that they've been no, but what I mean is that's a list of the actual hubs and i p addresses that we actually have access to, so therefore they can now take measures to secure them and stop us from gaining any kind of access
0: which we shouldn't be doing anyway no, I know, it's but, completely I know.
1: it's a war crime right <laughs> i mean it's, a, it's it's aggressive war it's we
0: are but I'm just i'm just saying
1: like like that's i mean i'm not I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong I'm just saying like that does seem to be breaking the law as far as America's concerned. Like, I, I could see why America would say, you know, why the American government would say, look, you just gave away all that sh- that's to, to China, so we, we're going to arrest you. But we are not at war with China. Right, okay. We're not at war with China. So, so, that, so that's... A, that, you're
0: not at war at a, with a country, but yet you're going and you're, and you're breaking into their systems, you're breaking into their house, you're, ste- you know, you're stealing their information. Yeah. Whether they're doing it to us or we're doing it to them or we're doing it to whoever, that's illegal, so, international law. I guess you should say, I, I don't know if you would call it, that's not a war crime in the sense of like how torture is a war crime, but right. that, is a, that is a breach of international law. Of international that law. is, a, a, that we would, if someone doing that to us, we've actually come out instead, not that it isn't obvious, that is considered an attack on us. If you break into our systems, you are attacking us. That is an act of war, right? Hmm. And I, I just think we get, we get in such a, like, um, it's w- w- one of the problems that we have as human beings is we get so tribal, we, we're so tribal and we're, we have such a hard time putting our, ourselves in the shoes of other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, the European Union, I mean, they're, they're flipping out about this because they're like, oh, that's great that you guys are, that the, the gov- US government's, um, you know, issuing all of these uh, blanket denials and, and, and trying to say, well, we're not, this doesn't apply to US citizens. What about us, Germans? English, mm, Australians. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We're your buddies and you're spying on us? Yeah, no. You're collecting well, information I mean, like that, that's cool? They're like, this is bullshit.
1: Yeah, no, I, no, I, I right? get it. I mean, you're I English, it. you're over there,
0: you'd be pissed, I, right?
1: I, oh, totally. No, I I get it. I get it. I'm just... The, the, point that, the point that I made when I first brought this up is I feel that this is not going to... Like, for the average American person, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to think the same way that you're describing now. They're just going to say, oh, that... You know, originally maybe... Okay, he was, he's not a traitor, but this does seem to be like revealing state secrets. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that I don't think he's done himself any favors regarding how the the American populace who aren't in Silicon Valley, just the general American populace, are really going to come down on him for this.
0: Yeah, okay. So you, you're, you're talking like, how, you're, you're actually having, you're engaging in a kind of conversation they would have on CNN or NS, MSNBC. You're not actually talking about the fundamental issue. You're talking about how people are going to react to the issue. So when are not actually even engaged with the true issue, the illegal behavior of the of the Of the uh, surveillance state, which I think is more important How, what people are going to say it's like oh
1: we 're not going to talk about I guess i'm trying to put myself in his shoes and think what would be the right thing to do you know what like what what would be clever to do if I was him and- see he's not thinking in terms of clever he's like Screw it. he
0: knows he's screwed he he knows he's, he's screwed, he's, screwed. He he's like i mean he wouldn't do this I mean he 's making two hundred thousand dollars a year living in Hawaii you know he has, has a girlfriend has a, has, has, living the life of Riley, and he throws it all away because because he says, you know what this is well, absolute nightmare. Somebody's got to stand, because, bra- you know, bravery is 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 doing this. It's like our leadership is being the first one to act.
1: Well, I watched he's the, the first one to act. I watched the video of him and, you know, he comes across as very convincing and it really does seem to be like, yes, this is a kind of historic moment, the things that he's yeah. saying here. So I thought that was very good. But um, maybe just like moving slightly away from that discussion, something else, but it, it's also related, is... Uh, there's been so much talk about how this is going to impact American business potentially.
0: Oh, you mean like uh, because, because people just
1: aren't going to trust Microsoft, like you, you know, Microsoft like, and Facebook, y- yeah, and Google. yeah.
0: Um, I think that uh, there there'll be a little bit about that, but not really. I think people are. I mean, basically, human beings are lazy. Right, They're lazy. I mean, so I'm so we're still using operate. Gmail right now. I didn't switch off to some encrypted offline. Thing. you know why because it's part of me just part of me is just Ooh, we're so amazing.
1: embedded in gmail how the hell are we going to get out
0: so okay so i'm gonna stop using skype i'm gonna stop using gmail i'm like yeah you, i mean you know you're i, I think some people are, are less lazy than me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're probably already using they're like screw it i'm gonna use all this really cool encrypted um stuff so that i, I whether to, to whatever degree these accusations or these leaks are an an accurate reflection of reality. I don't want any part of it. I'm not going to be spied upon, so I'm going to, I'm going to install s- systems. I think it's a minority of people, but the rest of us are just too lazy.
1: Well, the other thing is, you know, the whole "nothing to hide" argument. The funny thing about you and me is, the most subversive discussions that we have are publicly aired.
0: It's see, <laughs> see that's the whole problem. Subver-
1: so, what is subversive? Well, subversive is talking about the. I guess it's talking about the government. Is is uh, you know, on some on some of the shows, "Letters from the Dark Side" and things like that.
0: Oh, so. So so uh, the you know so there so just because you disagree with say uh spying on Americans or you disagree with um which seems to be bi there's bipartisan support the democrats and the republicans both agree with something or you disagree with uh American foreign policy the democrats and the republicans are, are agree that we should do actual y so, so therefore you're you're outside your orthodoxy so therefore you're, you know, you're what you're saying, subversive, but subversive it shouldn't it shouldn't be a pejorative. Subversive. No, but I mean, if you're expressing free thought as a free citizen. You know, you're protected under free speech. You can say this is unethical. This is unproductive. It's it's a problem, and um, and that's that's the problem with even viewing things as being well, subversive. I guess the
1: reason the point that I was making was, and I wasn't very clear, is that if they are tapping everything and they are listening to every conversation and they have so i kind of search agents that run over all those conversations and flag keywords. Mm-hmm. The irony is, is that you and I only talk about that on air live. Oh, That's yeah. just an irony that I was just saying.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, cause I'm not worried. I'm not really worried about it at this stage. I feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to be quieted down. I'm, I refuse to be cowed. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to not express my opinions out of fear.
1: Did you listen to No Agenda's discussion about this? I don't listen to No Agenda. So one of the things that um, uh, John Dvorak said that he thinks the next step that the government would take is to say, look, we're not actually listening. Okay, okay, this is happening. This is happening. But we're not actually listening to anything. All we're doing is recording it, which we don't listen. So we just store it and record it, and then if there's a point in time when we consider you to be a criminal, then we're going to subpoena the records to look back in time over everything you've said. But your privacy is completely safe.
0: Well, that's kind of already what uh, – was it Clapper? Is it James Clapper? I can't remember, the head of – director of national intelligence. He basically said that – he was claiming the reason – because he, he said we – in an answer to uh, – was a congressional testimony or something, he was saying uh, that the NSA does not collect uh, information on – uh, d- domestic information, information on Americans or whatever. Yeah. And then later he said, well, collect. Um, uh, what I mean by collect is that I don't view it as collection if we don't actually analyze it and look at it. Right. Right. Which is, which is this weird, uh, you know, kind of bullshitty way of talking. And, and and the thing is that he was even supplied with these questions before the interview, before the testimony. Yeah. Or the, I guess, the questioning uh, and, and, and he was actually given a chance to correct a statement and he didn't, he just, you know, it's like, well, that's what, so yeah, they're going to, they're going to play this little, um, sort of, uh, legalese, you know, game of saying, well, this, well, we, we, we define collect as this and we defined, you know, analyze as this and we defined, um, surveillance is this and and where it would be outside of what any normal human being would consider those words to mean
1: well i'm glad that that we've had a little discussion stroke argument about <laughs> it because i was worried that we were going to just completely agree about it and it was just going to be you talking the whole show which is great that, that it isn't that we've had that chance that back and forth but I, but so what is your take on the whole thing like what is jason's um column if, if, if jason did a column about this what would it say
0: uh well i don't know if i could uh if i could uh my 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 ideas are that clarified right now, but I'll right. just give you some of my thoughts, some yeah. notes yeah, yeah. in My head. Um, I think this is a really big deal, um, and I think Greenwald, who's actually he's one of my all-time favorite um, columnists. Hmm. So if I, if you if you had if if there was one column sh- that I would suggest that people read, it would be read Greenwald and the Guardian. I used to I've been reading him since he was for the last couple of years. I mean, he is brilliant and he just he just backs up every argument with like 10 links you know and he you can tell I and mean, he was a he was an ACO um a, a lawyer for the ACLU for a number of years and you can just mm-hmm. tell he argues like a lawyer he isn't just like all these broad generalizations and unsupported uh opinions and i mean it's it's very uh very he argues very well specifically obviously and very Snowden strongly. had like picked him out, you know. Yeah. So when Snowden picked out uh, Greenwald, I was like that was a good choice. Yeah. Right. I mean, um so I think what Greenwald is being smart in that he's not leading with his best stuff, and he's going to slowly uh publish it throughout the next probably few months. Because otherwise, the stuff just goes through the news cycle, it comes up, it's a big deal for a week, everybody's like, I'm up at arms, and then everybody forgets about it. the next thing's out. Like, right. You know, and you don't want to do that, because if you want there to be change, Greenwald is advocating change. He's been arguing against this kind of surveillance state for a long yeah. time. Yeah, he has. And he's like, if you want that to change, then what you need to do is you have to keep this in the uh, public's mind. In, in the news cycle over and over and over again, so it just doesn't go away. So public – so that the uh, government, that uh, elected officials have to deal with it. They have to respond. And also you're seeing a change in, um, in, the, in the poll numbers. At first, the initial poll numbers came out and, and most – you know, after a day or two after the story and most people didn't have a problem with surveillance and that's kind of flipped the other side. So he's going to – so it's going to be a long – hot. As, I think someone on Hacker News had a little phrase that it's going to be a long, hot summer. And yeah. I think that's – and this is going to be a very big deal. Daniel Ellsberg, who uh, was the one who leaked the Pentagon Papers back in the 70s, basically – which basically s- described some of the, uh, the, um, the illegal things that were going on with the war and the fact that the um, leadership, the generals and everything agreed that um, the war was unwinnable. A lot of people were going to die anyway and that we keep, kept doing it. And all these kinds of things. So, this is a big deal. He's considered a hero now. Back then, um, the Nixon administration was trying to, you know, that was what all Watergate stuff was, breaking into psychiatrist's office and trying to get dirt on him and trying to, you know, discredit him and trying to, you know. And he was initially charged with, I think it was initially charged with the Espionage Act, but it was never um, tested in court because eventually it was thrown out or something. Mm. Anyway. Ellsberg. If there's anybody who should would have a a, whose opinion would really matter on this, it's his, and he's like, yeah. I mean, this is big. This is bigger than Pentagon Papers. This is huge, (laughs) and I don't know. So it's going to be a big deal. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what what all leaks out. I mean, I think what we'll find is that for all intents and purposes, most of the communications that go through the internet are being analyzed. But what about
1: like the whole direct access thing like they so when when it was first released and and they kind of said that it was direct access and then they kind of redacted that
0: no okay so what happened is there um they said that yeah i was actually reading a little bit about this morning so there was this idea the, the idea that prism the prism program um allowed the nsa to have unfettered direct access into the servers mm. okay um but what it does is actually allows the sort of lockbox sort of concept so that you know, say Google or Facebook, whatever, if they were if they were if they get some kind of um warrant or an no security letter or whatever that says, Hey, we need this data on these people, this group of people or whatever, that data gets moved to that directory or that yeah. You know, server or whatever. And then the NSA can go in and, and pull it right out. But it's all automated. It doesn't require human and human interaction. Yeah. Because
1: I think it was Arrington who was saying that what he thinks is happening is that they, they they have like a seven day lead time of looking at the data before they need to decide if they're going to have a warrant or not. So they, they can actually request any data. Yeah. Request the data and then look through it and then make a decision. Okay. We warrant this once again, ret- retrospectively.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, I don't know. See, like all these details, that's a, that's interesting. Like we're right in the middle of this news cycle yeah. and all of these details are kind of uh, a little unclear, you know. And, you know, so it's like I'm sure some of the things that we're talking about now will be clarified or proved not quite accurate in a month what, or two what, months from now. But What
1: about things like where uh, big data specialists are coming out and saying, look, I, you know, I'm a big data specialist and I'm telling you that it's impossible to store this much data?
0: Yeah, well, you don't have to... Um, you you, 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 First of all, they have no idea really what they're storing or how they're storing it. And a lot of times, what they could do is, I mean, um, Bruce uh, Schneier, who's the big uh, security expert, was just in, I was just had a listen interview with him, and you know, he's right. He's like, you don't have to store all the audio. You can do uh, real time text to uh, audio to text and just store compressed text or whatever. Yeah, but that's really. True, yeah. But really, look. Let's say we have three hundred million Americans. Right. Yeah. There's probably 290 million you could just throw out right out of the gate that you could just say, like, generally speaking, we don't, like, there's some farmers in Nebraska and a bunch of, you know, uh, elementary school children and people in convalescent homes and people, I mean, it's like, and all the prisoners who are in jail right now, like, all of a sudden you start carving out all these people. Yeah. And then really, you don't have to even worry about those people because those people don't even. So we
1: have the capacity, like, it's, it's the flick of a button, we can get them if we want, but we just don't. Yeah, because I mean, this, we don't want to waste that day. Well, think
0: if you're intel. I mean, you know, at least you think think about how you'd do it. If you're running an operation, you said, all right, you know, Justin, you're tasked with monitoring any of this information. Let's say we have a video game, right? And here's the video game is that you have all this information coming in and out all these different pathways and all these different mediums, and you have to come up with some algorithms, some approaches to track anything that could potentially uh, blow up your little game factory right <laughs> okay let's take this game right that's a great way <laughs> to think about it <laughs> okay yeah. you'd be like okay here's here are the cpu cycles you have available here's the storage you have available like you could make a video game out of this right yeah and and you, you'd be like okay so what i'm going to do is i'm going to categorize people into into a threat level from say one to five okay if you're under the age of of 16 you're over the age of 75 you're of this and that like all of a sudden you're just you're in jail. You're uh, you're sick. You're the, all these people mm. don't even count. So now you're really down to people, or or your people who you you've been on welfare. Your your family's been on welfare. You're most likely not involved in anything remotely having to do with, you know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, text technical. to speech
1: is a huge hack. I mean, like okay, I, I, hear, I hear what so you're right, saying.
0: So right, so right away we throw all that out. So now we're down to that, uh, and then you, and then of course, there's certain types of stuff. There are ways of compressing it, and but you wouldn't everything. even need to throw all that out if you were it with a text
1: to speech algorithm.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, it could could be lots of different strategies for slimming down the relative information. It kind of reminds me of the stuff we were doing for Uber. It was like we're sending all this information from the API to these dispatch servers and what gets sent to Godview. Remember we had this discussion? Yeah. And I—
1: You just keep on optimizing.
0: Well, part of it, I was doing these diffing algorithms to split it. But then I, I was realizing, I was like, you know, a lot of this data is completely irrelevant to dispatch. This, all this text information, and so I was working with Jeremy, one of the developers, I'm like, dude, let's just delete this stuff off the JavaScript object, and all of a sudden, we just deleted 90% of the information. We didn't even want to diff on that crap, right? Mm-hmm. Most of it's just stupid. And I think, you know, you think of all the phone conversations and, 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 and emails that are spam, you know, that originate from certain companies you know email from walmart (laughs) right Mm -hmm. emails from amazon uh all the you know telemarketers i mean there's just amounts of information
1: it brings up another point right i mean the tech team required to do that is not a small tech team i mean it's a huge huge tech team right like so how i i'm even amazed that it's gone on this long without being reported like how the the nsa is massive I i believe last time i checked they have four times the budget of the
0: cia and I don't remember. It's it's in the it's in the many 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 billions of dollars.
1: But why, why hasn't this they been am, blown before? Like there, there's been so many touch points in terms of geeks, and we know what geeks are like, right? Well,
0: we uh, William Binney, uh, Thomas Drake, and this other uh, woman who are all they're all high officials, were high, high up NSA but, officials, and they all came out as leakers, and they were all. Um, um, uh, 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 charged and, and, and silenced. Per- yeah, and sil- so, they, so people have tried to leak this before. They destroyed before. their careers and almost them in jail, and, and there was a huge, it was a big deal. I mean, these guys thought they were going to go to jail. I mean, Thomas Drake, there's a big thing in Atlantic probably three years ago. So you're saying like this minutes. has been leaked before? Yeah. Yeah, they just didn't have the documents. It was, it was just William Benny or Thomas Drake coming out and saying, look, all these things are happening. This is all really bad. And, you know, most people, the vast majority of people, are not going, do not want to go to jail. They don't want their lives ruined even if they see stuff that's, that's, that they view as unethical or illegal or uh, destructive, they're just like, they find ways to rationalize it because they're like, I, you know, I make a good living, my career's built on this, my friends, all my colleagues, if I did this, I would destroy everything. What's going to happen to my family? They're just like, uh, yeah, And they'll just say, well, you know, they'll say, look, this it's ultimately, even though I, I disagree with all this stuff I think it's wrong, it's against the law and, and, and it's just, uh, it's just, um, it's survival mode. I'm not going to, do that.
1: You know, I have I've always said that sysadmins were like the most dangerous people. Like they have the, <laughs> they, they wield the most power, and I think this this kind of proves that point.
0: Yeah. And uh, and see the thing is too, is that they employ like could, uh, an interesting point that you bring up is they employ so many people that it's as so many people have these have these very high security clearances that you can't possibly protect all the openings. and no. and, and 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 the more that someone comes out like this and says you know this is a problem and and, and the public starts to shift its position on it'll probably to some degree make people think about doing it as well but at the same time that's why you know the obama administration has been so aggressive about prosecuting whistleblowers because they know that can happen and they don't want all the secrets to get out
1: right yeah but what what do you think is it too political would you not like to talk about it what do you think is going to happen with the obama administration over this your, well, if you can make a prediction and 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 just don't get too political cuz I don't want you to get me to cut it out.
0: No no no. I think uh first of all just so people know I'm not Republican, I'm not Democrat, I'm not libertarian. Right, I'm independent. Right. I I don't I don't bundle my my views on policies, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a la carte. Uh, so um I don't know. I mean there was a, it was an interesting thing a Gallup poll that came out and it showed that in 2006 30, uh, 67, no, 37%, uh, 34% of, this is from memory. I'm, so I'm stumbling around. Sorry. <laughs> 34%, I believe of Democrats supported, uh, the domestic surveillance program under the Bush administration, hmm. under the Obama administration, 67% of Democrats. Hmm. And what's happening is what happens is that when your guy is in office and you're like, oh, we like our guy, our yeah. guy's a good guy. Guys like me. I'm not that my guy's not a threat to me, right? Because I'm part of the same tribe. So you give them much more latitude to do whatever they want to do, whether it's you just you just you don't you're not suspicious of, of their motives and, and and you don't question their judgment. You're like, yeah, I mean, you know, if Obama thinks we should uh attack uh, Libya or but, Syria, then I'm down. But if I'm a Democrat and Bush is doing it, I'm like, that's illegal, that's right. And it's vice versa. It's the, same for both, it's the same for both sides. That's one of the big problems about partisanship is people turn off their skepticism as soon as their guy gets in office. But the problem is, their guy isn't going to be in office for that long.
1: Well, the, the, the thing that's weird to me is like, there's a lot of documented speeches from Obama where he's saying you know, this, this is, this is unacceptable. Like as soon as I'm in office, like that is going to change. There is no way we're going to have blanket surveillance. What actually happens? Like when they get in power, what changes their mind to say, oh, I'm actually not going to follow that through. My mind is now changed. Is is there like just a cabinet of people who've been doing this and saying, look, we need this. This is how we're stopping terrorism. This is, you've got to change your mind on this. Just let this go what
0: i think uh yeah i mean i think so let's just use the example uh the the, the example you're talking about the, the obama's uh, speech on against surveillance and against torture and against yeah
1: closing So because he didn't close guantanamo he did he hasn't stopped never prosecuted surveillance. And he, to- yeah.
0: he never held anyone accountable. so to why would it, it that, yeah.
1: i i would have thought he would have really believed that way before but now he doesn't what changes yeah
0: and a, a lot of people voted um for him based on that right right And, um, I think, I think it's, it's probably a combination of things. I mean, I think the, the political realities of doing that. I mean, you have to expend a lot of political capital to, to, to roll back things like that, you know, and, um, politicians are, are like human beings are mostly about themselves. You know, they're mostly worried about their second term or how their party's going to do in the next election and what's going to give the opposing party an opening, an attack on them. So if um, if Obama, you know, say, started rolling back some of these things, he's, he 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 gives um, he gives an opening to the Republicans to use the, the 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 soft on terror, Obama soft on terror. He's putting our country at risk. Right. And he doesn't want to be um, undermined by that, by the by the right and be constantly under attack about being, you know, you know, so, if you're weak or soft on terror or, or whatever. And put it, you know, and so he's just like, well, you know, I'll just let this stuff stand. And uh, uh, Republicans and Democrats, when they're in the primaries, they always run further to the left and to the right. And then the, and then the reality is when they want to run in the um when they want to run in the actual general election and then when they actually get in office, they tend to be much more towards the center because that's what allows them to win the, the general election also allows them to stay in power.
1: You know? Yeah, good answer.
0: I mean, I don't know. So it's the same I, thing. I
1: also just wonder but, whether there's stuff that we don't know. Like the, some guys sitting down in the room and say, look, look at this. This is, this is the kind of some good stuff that came out of this. And, like he, it's, and it's, it's very compelling. I, I'm not saying that I would agree with that. I'm just wondering if that...
0: That's probably true. Difference. I mean, you 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 know, you trot out all these national security people from the CIA and NSA and you know whatever the Pentagon, and they're like, well, you know, we caught this information, and we we're now monitoring this group, and this stuff's already bad. If this happened, these bad things could happen. So he's like, so if you're the president, you're you just like, holy crap, like you know, if even one of those came through, and that, yeah. and I and and I had rolled back some um, security programs that people would be able to argue would have stopped that, then. I'm going to be discredited, blamed for that, lose the next election, and and even my party might lose an election or two because of that. So well, that's let's, their let's talk about that
1: being devil's advocate. If um, which I realize I've taken that role of, on this show that's so fine. far. Now I'm, yeah. this is crazy. I'm being the argumentative one, and I'm totally not normally. But no, anyway, fine. Being, being devil's advocate, let's say that uh, that NSA came up and said, "Okay, these are the 15 uh, World Trade Center attacks that we stopped last year." This would not have been possible without blanket surveillance what What would you say to that
0: yeah, I mean so that would be uh, you know that would be a, a hard problem to solve, but I would say that you 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 would have to um, make it part of the public debate you know it's not up to um, the executive branch to undermine or ignore the constitution. The Constitution it's, is more important than any of that any of those things I think you have to it's like if if the general population Wants to allow that stuff, then amend the constitution,
1: make it part of the public debate. Well, so so I could see th- th- what would happen in the future if that happens. So basically, th- there will be and it's to go, okay, okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna do any tapping. Then either they some or someone kind of in house says, okay, we're going to create this kind of explosion somewhere, or uh, a real terrorist cell does have the explosion. Then what's going to happen? Everyone's going everyone's going to go, huh. We do want. Okay, let's let's put this surveillance back in.
0: Yeah. So, but you know, of course, what you're doing is you're is you're setting up a um um a false choice. You're right. saying that um we can't have effective security without uh, putting on all these um you know, uh, onerous surveillance programs. Right. Right. Um, which the people, uh, you know, some of these leakers and, and then people who are experts to say, yeah, that's not really true. Like William Benny came out and said, look, we had this thing that could target very specific people and only the people that were directly related to them and only information that was relevant to the whole situation. And we didn't have to just create all this massive amount of information, but he got overridden by officials. Say, let's just grab everything.
1: Might as well just grab everything. How do you choose like who to target in the first place? Where where do you get that?
0: Well, well, let's go, let me me just finish this part though. So, 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 if, we, if you're one of those officials, it's like ass-covering, right? We'll just right. grab everything because yeah. if, if anything ever happens, then um, then it's going to be blamed on me. But they don't pay the cost. It's like in economics and externality. They don't pay the external costs of the te- deterioration over time of the of the Constitution yeah. of liberties, right? They're not really paying for that. They're just like, oh, well, even if over a period of 10, 20, 30 years, certain civil liberties just kind of get um, – overridden or ignored you know um then they're not really paying that cost right the only cost that they're going to pay is if an attack happens on their watch so what are they going to do they're, they're just by pure economics the economics of incentives they're going to respond to those incentives and and, and these people want what do people in and in, in these bureaucracies want they want bigger budgets they want more people to do more stuff. Not necessarily from just a cynical point of view, but even from just like a personal view. Let's say if you're in the EPA or the FDA, FDA or the FCC or whatever, you're there because you believe in what you're doing. And you feel, wow, if I had, you know, three times a personality and five times a budget, I mean, three times a personnel, five times the budget, I could do a lot more of this thing I believe in.
1: What do you think about the fact that there's been already two subpoenas for, um, for information from the NSA records, so there's one subpoena by a senator and one subpoena by um, someone who's up for, for charges in prison. They're basically saying, "Look, I want to get access to all of my phone records from the NSA records and use them in my court case."
0: I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't. Really know. I think it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> hey, NSA, dude, like it's like NSA is like the Dropbox for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 you know what the NSA is? It's gonna be the two. It's gonna be the Wayback
1: Machine for all digital information. I mean, I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there, there was One a time where a there was
1: a time when you you had said to me um, that I should put my call recorder on and record all the calls because you didn't want it to be a content sieve and you wanted all of the all of our content to be available. So that after could, like five yeah. conversations
0: in a row, we yeah. like, we realized, wow, that would have been really great for the show.
1: So it kept on like recording when I was talking to friends and stuff, and I just kept on feeling really bad about it. Like I have this record of these conversations, so in the end, I just like okay, this I cut this off. I I stopped it. Yeah. But like they have that. Wow, on mass, <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's kind of funny. Um, so, I don't know. Let's let me see if there's anything more. I mean, I don't want to spend the whole time in the NSA because I think, I don't know about you, but, like, I read, I probably read 40 articles on this. Oh, I, I think I've scanned
1: or, probably as much as that as well, yeah.
0: And... Um, you know, to the point that it's just, I was, I've been less productive over the past week just because I've just keep getting, I, I I knew we were going to talk about this. So I wanted to, but
1: there's so much to it. Like, like Microsoft giving, you know, giving away exploits, zero day exploits. Yeah. I mean, that just came out yesterday. You know, what else we got? We got hacking China. Congressman requests, Sabina of NSA, White House, IRS phone logs, um, Microsoft, what else we got here?
0: yeah the Germans accuse us of Stasi tactics before Obama visits <laughs> jeez um terrorist watch list hits one million that was back in like two thousand nine um so that's the other thing too is 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 like it's 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 dangerous for a democracy when all of a sudden they start coming out with these big these gigantic
1: no fly lists and well, it's also strange lists. to to think like how could you how can you look at anyone in the face like what you, we go okay, we're gonna invade Iraq and we're gonna give them democracy mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we're doing blanket surveillance. Yeah. It's, it's like, how does blanket surveillance, secret surveillance fit with democracy? That fits with dictatorship, not democracy, right? Yeah, I mean, because most of it, government powers tend to just
0: accrete over time. They don't re- they rarely get rolled back. It's only when crises like this come up, things get rolled back. Power like the Frank Church, the church proceedings in the, in the 70s that rolled back and put in place limits on what the CIA and NSA could do. Um, otherwise, they just kind of grow. Right. They have more and more power, more and more money over time. And and uh, you're right. So the U.S. just, we keep losing liberties. We keep, you know, for a number of years, I think lately people are starting to not think this is true, but like, we're the freest nation in the world, uh-huh. you know? Right. It's like the terrorists are attacking us for our freedoms. It's like freedom to be surveilled, freedoms, yeah. Freedom to be thrown in uh <laughs> uh in held without trial for any number of years or the NDAA that you know, it's like What do you
1: think like, about okay, just maybe this is one of the last things. What do you think about Google and Facebook's response? We knew nothing about this. This is like we have no idea.
0: They may not have known about the term prism. They probably did not give like we said, they did not give direct access in the sense that um, the NSA could suck down information and just watch everything going through their pipes or on, on all their databases. But I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But I don't know if they said anything about not having something that was a that was equivalent of a lockbox that could have like a secure fdp Like, okay, we tell you want this stuff on an automated fashion. It gets moved into here
1: and, and and pulled us. I mean, but think about how much. Okay. So they were
0: probably but look look.
1: You have spec'd out an API with a company you've been working with, right? Mm-hmm. You spec'd out an API, spec'd out the data structures. I mean, there's a lot of thought and consideration that goes into speccing out that kind of stuff, right? right? If if they didn't know about this, well who's who's done that spec? Who's said this is the API endpoint? This is the data structure. This is how the XML's formatted. Like who's doing that in that company? There must be at least one person or a team of people who are coming up with these specs. Well, that was the sort of the speculation
0: was that um, there were people in these companies who received national security letters, weren't allowed to even talk to anyone in the company about what they were doing, and that they were allowing this stuff to happen i don't know if that's true that sounds like that would be really difficult for some senior sysadmin to be like well, creating some kind of backdoor and other guys going hey dude what are you doing over there wait why well, is this why what would is this you do if you got that
1: letter what would you do if you were working for google and you got that letter would you be like okay i'm not i'm not doing anything to do with this i'm going to i personally don't want to go to jail but i also want to do that so i'd probably just quit You'd leave Google.
0: i like, hey, guys, you know, I'm going to quit Spend more time with my family.
1: <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I I'm going to go back to my startup, which I almost sell to you guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, I have a wife and three kids. I'm not really going in jail. I'm interested in going to jail for five years for, for something like that. Uh, and, and, you know, in just general, I don't think I wouldn't be really keen on going to jail. So I'd try and uh, my, I'd probably just quit, <laughs> take myself out of the equation. You know, because if you just had everybody who was asked to do that just quit, then all of a sudden you're like, why are all our assistants quitting? And they ask you why, and everyone says, "I uh, spend more time with my wife and ha- wife and kids." They're like, um, "Something's going on here," you know, because they're not allowed. If you can ask security later, you are not allowed to talk about it to anybody.
1: But what about the what about the other issue of warrants? Okay, so you want to get a warrant to like spy on someone who you kind of think is maybe suspicious, but it takes a lot of time to get a warrant and. Then you've missed what you need to know. Mm-hmm. What about that? So basically, shouldn't they be able to instantly tap someone who they don't have a warrant for?
0: No, because because I, they may miss stuff. I, I don't. I, I think that's a false choice. A lot of times they say like like they would they would justify torture and say, well, what if we what if there's a bond about to go off and they only had, they they had to give us the access code to turn it off and stuff. And it's like you know I was reading. There's like one of these senior XCI guys. He's like, it never happens. That's not reality like you can construct these hypotheticals that make it seem like that that these policies have to be in place but those don't exist mm-hmm. and it's like and you know the fact is that the vast majority of the of the fbi the terrorists – the terrorism cases people charged with terrorism over the past uh since 2001 have been sting operations where we set up these people, where these people were kind of like not necessarily violent and didn't have the capability. And we were like, well, and so they, we, get some, we get some kind of guy oh. in there who says, hey, well, guys, you know, maybe we should do something about this. Oh, I got, an, I got access to a bed. that gets some <laughs> explosives. And they're like, well, really? I don't know. <laughs> guys, are sure. And they get them to say something. And, and there was a big article and a couple different, um, I'll see if I can find it. But the vast majority of the terrorist case were not real terrorists. And that we, and that our FBI agents gave them the the methods, gave them the opportunity to kind of pull them into it. And, the, and even the NSA missed; they missed the Boston stuff. I was just about
1: to say the Boston. Yeah, they
0: missed the underwear bomber. They yeah. missed the Times Square. They missed everything. Yeah,
1: so they missed like, well, they missed a lot. Even though they're surveilling surveying everything, so it doesn't even work that well. It costs massive sums of money.
0: It's 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 putting in precedent and also infrastructure to limit our. Um, to our free speech and dampen down on um, on political dissent and all these things that, like, yeah, this this week and next year and three years from now might not make a big difference, but over a period of 10, 20 years, it keeps going in this direction. Mm. All of a sudden, people don't want to tweet about something. They don't want to blog post about something. Well, they I don't want – because they don't want to, like, geez, you know, I don't want if, I, if next time I get to the airport, am I going to, like, get pulled over right now? Well, and also, if need, they yeah. just
1: don't want to talk about it. I mean, well, I think-
0: look, well, listen, look, if, if, like, I literally – um, I was going to tweet something about the NSA thing and I actually hesitated for a little bit. <laughs> I hesitated about that because you don't want to get tagged and someone says, hey, you know, this this guy's on our political dissent list. And so next time you go through the TSA, L- listen, listen, I know you're trying to interrupt me. Just give me a sec. You don't want to get pulled away. I was trying to say, oh, hey, uh, Justin Vincent. Um, yeah. So what are your opinions on um, this and that? Yeah, that's interesting. And so where are you visiting and who you're talking to? And you're like. You know, it doesn't take much of that. And people are just like, hey, I'm not going to say anything because like it's making my life difficult.
1: Well, it's funny you should say that. As I was signing both of the petitions against this, I was thinking, hmm, I've just put my name on these petitions that make it very obvious. Yeah, that they do to
0: stop watching us. Yeah. I,
1: I'm like, huh, I guess I'm now going to be targeted.
0: <laughs> exactly. I put my name on it. I, I, <laughs> and I, you know, the, the the chance, the reality is, is that the answer is very likely No. But even the fact that you would be concerned about it that would hesitate, that's a problem, yeah, yeah, you know and 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 one last thing i want I'd like to say about this is it's not just about invasion of privacy like, oh, I don't want to look at you know people to know my bank account or you know if I have a mistress or they or know what kind of websites I visit, it's about the nature. Uh, power between the state and the individual, and uh, well, I remember reading this one article. I think it was in Slate or something. And, and the guy says, "Look, the best the best way to describe it is is, is use a literary reference to uh, friends um, Kafka's The Trial, where I think it takes place in France, and the guy gets um, the 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 the, this, the government officials are building a case against this guy, but he doesn't know what the case is, and he, it's all secret evidence, and he never gets to know and they put him on trial." It's the nature of power, and so when when everything's being secret, and and a lot of stuff has been happening over really the since Patriot Act is like, you know, you know, and even like uh, Bradley Manning and and lots of other people, it's like they don't even know. And a lot of the people who are in Guantanamo, they are not um, brought to trial, and when they are, they're not given. They don't even know what they're being accused, charged with. And their lawyers aren't giving getting information. Everything's been held held in secret, and because of national security issues, which is you now this blanket sort of. Um, Argument for a certain pr- type of privilege in uh, in legal cases. So it's just it's a dangerous road to go down when when the government operates in secret, and people make judgments in secret, and people do things in secret, and they aren't in the open. And you can be brought to trial and charged with stuff or find, It's just you know there's a it's not about well I don't want some guy in the NSA looking at pictures of you know naked pictures of me or something. It's like Dude, no one cares about that crap. What you don't want is in the future and then you know as this goes down to be. In incredibly uh, be in such a vulnerable position to something as powerful as the U- U.S. government, because if you ever run afoul and you be, you're, you become a political you know viewed as a political dissident or political adversary or whatever, you know you you know you could be um, put in a really uh, bad position. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and it's going to be it's going to be like a long hot summer. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I think there's going to be it's Greenwald says there's going to be dozens more newsworthy mm. leaks. Um, so I you know so so it's going to be it's going to be crazy. to See what happens, and it's going to be interesting to see what people do. I I hope that the from p- p- pressure from U.S. citizens and also pressure from other governments like the, in the EU and stuff that we have to change our policies and bring stuff out in the open and have a really an open an honest dialogue about some of this stuff it won't be completely honest because people are going to be trying to hide and subvert and smear and use different types of logical fallacies to our you know and straw men and false choices to try and steer the, the debate because people don't want to give up power institutions don't want to relinquish power and they certainly don't want to take blame for anything right but hopefully in the end of this we'll we'll, we'll move back closer to uh, what's really constitutional. i mean
1: truly it, wouldn't it just go more underground. They just keep the same thing, but they just make it more private, and it would be underground, and no one. And just they'd make it a much tighter group of uh, scientists or and techies who'd work on it, and they just make it much more secret.
0: You know, there's always gonna be that pressure, but I think what'll happen is like just what happened with after the church, um, the church proceedings in the '70s, where they, you know, all these congressional hearings, and they found all these things that the CIA was doing—these assassinations and, and coups and things they were doing in all these third-world countries. You not know about that. Look up church proceedings in Wikipedia. Right, right. Um, and all of these, uh, and all of the um, the uh, journalists and the mainstream news and tons of different papers were all on the CIA pay- payroll. Well, th- yeah. Look up, look up church proceedings. Look up Operation Mockingbird. I mean, and, but let's say after all that stuff was found out, and after things rolled back. And were much less egregious, but over time they start falling. They start back getting. Again.
1: But that's what I can't believe. The people question. No, 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 no. The government's not lying to us. You know, like they don't. They, they don't for give it even a second's thought that the government's lying to them. When there's been, it's been proven so many times in history that it's happened. Like, why wouldn't it happen again? Is well, history it's, it's, repeating it's, it's
0: itself. Well, we've all we've all seen The Hobbit, right? Lord of the Rings, right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, power corrupts, ultimate power, absolute power right. corrupts, absolutely. I mean, and that's just, that's human nature. It's like E equals MC squared, you know, it's the fundamental law. For e, e equals MC squared is the fundamental law of physics, the universe. Humans, power corrupts. Humans but why is it so hard are, to convince
1: people that power corrupts when it's proven that power corrupts again and again? But people generally, because people generally give give other people the benefit of the doubt, right?
0: I think people... I think people tend, people don't want to believe bad things. Yeah. You know, they don't like to believe things like that. You don't like to believe awful things. You know, you, you see that like parents whose kids are um, get convicted of um, as being uh, murderers or pedophiles or whatever. And the and the mother still, a lot of time just can't accept it. They never believe it. Yeah. And so you people have a hard time believing things about their family and much less about their government. We're very tribal. We're very protective we're very about, about who we are, or who we belong to. My team, whether it's, you know, your college football team <laughs> or your political party or your government or mm-hmm. whatever, um, people are very defensive and very, uh, you know, in, at a psychological level. But so, but you have two groups. I mean, you have, you can err on both sides. It's kind of like statistics. It's like you have your um, type one error and type two error. And it's like in, um, in uh, you know, one case you could say, if I thought about this, I could probably explain this a lot better, but I'll just say that you have people who, who believe everything. Like, oh, they're out to get us. They're all, the government's evil. They're out there just want to enslave us. I mean, that's most likely completely inaccurate. Like right? my Ridiculous. friend back. Right. Everything's a conspiracy. There's a guy in a black suit behind every corner who's watching you and the guard, you know, like this. So you have that where there just isn't evidence to support any of that. Yeah. Right. But then you have people who, who buy everything. So you have your you know conspiracy theorist and you have your Kool-Aid drinkers, you know, and. As I always say. The truth lies them at all <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think i think I think you have to be kind of what I might call like a curious- uh skeptic you know you need to be skeptical of government claims, but you need to be skeptical of claims against the government you need to like weigh the evidence and what's accurate and what's not and uh you know some of the things we're talking about, like I said, they're gonna be filled out, some might be proved, might turn out to be not quite as true as we thought or whatever but Regardless, this issue is a really important one.
1: I think. All right. Well, I think that probably wraps it up.
0: But I want one last thing. Oh. One last thing. A prediction.
1: Okay. Good.
0: What's going to happen to Eric Snowden over the next? What's the... what's? How... This is just for fun. I, w- I always love to do this with Sandy. Like we're always pred- always predicting things. Like if somebody's late, I'm like, why do you think they're late? They haven't been here for a half hour. Like was it traffic? Did this happen or that happen? Or you know, we'll... every time we get to a movie or a TV show, I'll pause it and be like, okay, what's going to happen to this character? You know? Okay. So what's going to happen with Snowden is he going to i'll give you a couple
1: potential no, well let me just get let me just tell you what i think is going to happen okay what what i think is going to happen is i mean hong kong is not exactly that big a place and the the u.s government can send a lot of people in there to find him like a lot of like the same way that obama was found that um osama bin laden was found so a lot of people in there trying to trying to seek him out, trying to get him. And I think, you think
0: Seal Team Six is going to lack, uh, land with some black helicopters. I think I think it's going to be like Seal Snowden Te- compound. See, yeah,
1: see, it's going to be like Seal Team Six, but in private clothes, in, in regular clothes. And there's so the CIA agents. There's, are going to there's like f- there's like a hundred CIA agents scouring the streets for him. And I think they're probably going to find him. I, th- I think that's my okay.
0: Opinion. So so they're going to find him. They're going. To what's f- going to happen? I think are that, they just going to? I think are they going to grab him, him they, and throw him on a boat and yeah. pull him out to sea, and he's yeah. not going to go through formal channels. And all of a sudden, we're going to just say he is in custody. Or yeah, what? he's
1: going to be in custody in in America. That he's just going to turn off. They're going to be
0: back in America. He's going to take him to some
1: military brig. Like, you know, I I think this. I think just America, the U.S., just straight back to the U.S. He's going to be in there. There's, we're not going to hear anything from him again. And I, I you really, think he's going to be
0: like a Bradley Manning, where he's going to be on, he's going to be awaiting trial for three years with no charges. Brought against I, him I, I don't w- I don't even want to like say. I mean, I
1: I do not want this to happen to him. But this is what I fear okay. would, will happen.
0: Well, we're just talking about what we think's going to happen. This is like if they're watching a movie, what's going to happen to this character?
1: I mean, the, you know, I guess the other possibility is is that no, no. You get to choose uh, one. I'll choose one. <laughs> well, and in what time frame?
0: Is it going to happen in the next couple of weeks? In next, no,
1: like a six-month time frame. You think it's about six months from
0: now? Yeah. In about six. So you think yeah. Snowden is going to be on the run for six months? Yeah. So how is he going to be a stay on the run that long? How much cash would you have to have? Because if, if you have credit well, he's, cards, no, he's going to be getting he's going to be getting um, cash from from Greenwald and from the the Greenwald. Paper, you think the papers? You think the newspapers are going to be aiding a fugitive on the run financially? They would yeah. get thrown in jail they would be they would be uh, they would that's
1: they, it's they're not allowed they're, they're not allowed to say that they're doing that but they they'd be doing that you
0: think greenwald is really going to hand him like 5000 dollars in cash
1: someone is there's 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 also funds for him online there's there's like um there's funds where he could he could potentially withdraw <laughs> yeah I mean.
0: see to me first of all if i was stoned, i wouldn't do that because as soon as you go digital in any way you're you're, you're alerting everybody where you are immediately right You make a credit card transaction, you use a cell phone, you log into Twitter, you know, you go, it's like, boom, you know, the CIA agents who are local there are going
1: to, oh, look, we found him. He's like,
0: you know, I mean, I guess it'll be like the show 24. So so (laughs) really
1: he has to, I mean, his best bet is to get into China as soon as possible. Mainland China. Mainland China and into some like village, some, some like farming village somewhere where there is no electronics, there's nothing.
0: And you think if he gets there, but... You don't think uh, American, um, you know, some covert CIA operation, special activities
1: group... China's a much bigger place than Hong Kong. But you
0: don't think they could find him?
1: I think it'd be much harder to find him under those... I mean, after all, we are hacked
0: in all their backbones, right?
1: I think it'd be much (laughs) harder to find him under that scenario because it's... Because all the people there would have a much bigger reason to not allow him to be found.
0: So you think he's going to become... He's going to – so the, uh, China, the Chinese government is going to actively um, protect him just like the Ecuadorian – just like Assange is being protected by the Ecuadorian yeah. embassy. I would
1: have thought, yeah. You
0: think? I
1: think so. That's my opinion. I mean, hey, what so, do I so,
0: Okay, no, but so but he's going to be – within the six months. So the, he's going to get to mainland – so what you're saying is he's going to get to mainland China. He We're not going to know where he is. And then so, in about six months
1: from now, the covert operation is going to pick him up, throw him on a boat, pull him back to the US. That's your no, prediction? No, no, if, if he's, if he's no. If he's in Hong Kong for six months – then he's going to be in you. It depends on whether he gets to China or whether he stays in Hong Kong. So you're Kong.
0: trying to get two answers, you only get one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a branching. You're a branching. Uh- I
1: suppose when you, I suppose you know when you're when you're light and nimble, like it would be quite. It wouldn't be that difficult to get to the China if you were being helped. If there's you were a, white guy, a
0: white guy in China <laughs> whose face has been on every newspaper for a week and every TV show. Everybody yeah. knows exactly what he looks like.
1: I mean, this is... You can you know, wear you a know, beard. I, you can wear a fake beard. Yeah, people were like, dude, where'd you get that fake beard? Give me a break. I mean, he, like, he could do anything. He could sh- make himself go bald. He could wear a hoodie. I mean, there's a lot of different things he could do.
0: You sure you're like a fake a fake goatee? yeah.
1: And a hoodie, and he's good. There's a lot. There's, there's a lot <laughs> they <he> can do <laughs> to disguise himself. Yeah. I don't
0: think I'm buying that. I mean, I think I think they'd pick him up so quickly. I mean, anytime I bet you that anyone in China who's anytime they see a uh, some young white guy, they're gonna be like, "Is that Eric, Eric, uh, Edward Snowden? Is that Snowden? Is that Snowden?" Really? I don't think you're gonna be. I don't think you're, not all of them, but but I, I do
1: you think people in China are gonna want to turn him over?
0: Not necessarily. I, I don't think they will. I, I think the Chinese will probably be
1: um, uh, viewing him uh, very positively, right? Right. But so that's what I'm saying. They're incentivized to hide him. So, like, he would be if he was even in a farm, and some CIA guys came around, they'd hide him in the cellar. They'd be kind of like, like how this kind of how Bin Laden was supposedly yeah um, hidden in in, in uh, Afghanistan. And Pakistan. I, I would have thought it, that's what I'm saying. If if he can get to mainland China, he will be he would be appreciated, and therefore they would really help him. In Hong Kong, probably not so much. Just be, Well, just because um, it's, just, it's just a smaller territory. But maybe, maybe they would help them. I don't know. But I just feel like it's a, it's a smaller territory. Like, what are you going to do? Run from street to street? You know, it's not so easy.
0: Well, because the CIA has is going to have operatives and assets all over the place. And, 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 and Stone was just saying when he was in the interview, he was like, yeah, they got to get a consulate, which is a CIA outpost, right, you know, right down the street. They have, you have CIA people all over Look,
1: Hong Kong. Is it easier, if you're playing hide-and-seek, is it easier to find someone in a house or in a forest? No, I agree. I'm just, no, I'm not, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just trying to get you to settle on what, what's going to happen.
0: Um, And it's hard. Predictions is hard. As, as Yogi Berra famously said, predicting things is hard, especially when it's the future. <laughs> he's a very clever – I mean, he is a
1: very clever guy, right? But he's
0: not a covert operative.
1: I mean, he's just a sysadmin. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, maybe he's been studying tradecraft. Yeah.
0: But I mean, he's not a knucklehead, and he he did work uh, as uh, for the CIA for a while, and so he probably is privy to some of the st- tactics they would use. And anybody who's been thinking about doing this for two or three years, which he has been, yeah, is, probably has some ideas in his head, and probably knows why well, I don't use a cell phone, I don't log into the internet, I don't, you know, do things. I got. Well, have the other
1: cash. thing is he may have been he may have like been planning his the the reason why he chose Hong Kong maybe because he's been planning. An well, if he, if he, he makes two hundred
0: grand a year for booze, booze alan hamilton what is they never
1: said that's not substantiated it's not the two hundred thousand. no 200, 200, no I, they don't think he made that much really yeah
0: you actually t- heard a discussion on that
1: I, I did i saw somewhere that he made like one hundred twenty thousand hundred and twenty
0: thousand or something okay so regardless he's making decent money so he probably right. had enough to stow to save right you're living a, i mean if you're 29 and saying you don't have a family and a house and kids you make 120 grand you could be putting you know 30 grand away a year so he may have he so you he could have in some uh like swiss bank accounts that kind of stuff he could have 70 80 grand in cash you know that he could get assuming that he's planning this for this long and if you had that much just money, left his
1: girlfriend of eight years as well yeah what do you think about that i mean that's kind of yeah i'm that- just sort of
0: thinking this now in terms of born identity yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, we switched to born identity mode yeah, I know. I feel bad. For, I mean, I feel, I just awfully throw his life away like that. I mean, he's, I mean, I, so here's my, my thought is, I'm, so what you're saying is he will be extradited in six months.
1: From well, I don't up. know. When I think about it from the perspective of him going to mainland China, then I think he could, he could be there for the rest of his life right, and not be caught. choose one or the other. So, so really the question is, do I think he's clever enough to, uh, to disguise himself, evade the, the CIA task force and get into mainland China? Well, because I wanna because I wanna be nice to the guy and because of all the information I know at this moment, I'm gonna go with that option and say that he is clever enough because I don't want to offend anyone. Gah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nobody cares. It's just predictions. Not what you want. It's just predicting. Okay, so all right, so then I'll take the other side of the coin. I think he'll be I think he'll be caught and extradited. No, but what do you really think? Just tell me what do you actually really think. Yeah, I think he's gonna be uh I think I think I hope that he doesn't get extradited and doesn't get the manning treatment. Well
1: you're just copying me. This is my exact Correct. answer. Saying, you said, I said you this th- exact answer. I said I think he's gonna be extradited, but I hope he gets to mainland China.
0: No, but I've said but I'll say I'll tell you I think he'll be extradited extradited. Well that's I what I said. You didn't say anything. you I back literally and
1: said that I think he's gonna Okay, be so gonna be, you think he's gonna be extradited. Well no, don't if, think I think he is, but if I, if you're making me choose one way or the other, I'm gonna I'm gonna try the optimistic route. Okay. So that's what I'm saying, saying, we have we're gonna check back in
0: and there's be a future episode of who was right and who was wrong.
1: Well, I'll be right either fun. way. I'll be right either way. Just a bet. Okay, I think he's going to be extradited. <laughs> All right, then I'll take the other side. I <laughs> okay, fine. I, but I want him. To, I want your side to win. So I win either way.
0: i uh, So he's going to be permanently. Um,
1: he'll become a political refugee of China. I mean, there is a chance. You know, like I said, it's like it's like one startup is is nimble, right? Just has like five guys versus Microsoft. Well, the five guys have a chance of getting into a market and beating Microsoft because they're light and nimble, right? He's light and nimble <laughs> compared to the whole of the American You should government. be a politician. You're a master at <laughs> not giving a straight answer. <laughs> you don't want to offend anybody.
0: You should be a politician. I probably should be. Just, you don't want to give Again, a straight I'd, answer. I'm a nice, good why, guy, I'd, Justin. <laughs> always jumped on the latest trend. All right, come on. <laughs> come on.
1: <laughs> that's another quirk written in uh, the texting wiki so let's talk com. about the texting wiki so um I, I seriously um philip monet and uh ben boiter and some other people who i, I can't remember off the top of my head Alfie, have Uvi done an amazing job with the texting wiki if, t- if you go to texting com, no
0: ben reyes had ben
1: boiter did it. yeah and and check out the frameworks for example like um there's a thing on the front page of the, of the wiki where it says you know we speak about frameworks then frameworks is a link click into that And it's got all of the frameworks listed in a very nice table. And it's like just a lot of detail about it, which shows they were mentioned in. It's amazing. It's really amazing. I mean, I'd I'd kind of always wanted us to have a page on Wikipedia, but actually us having our own wiki is like infinitely better.
0: Yeah. Well, because you have all this less really good. Yeah. All these more detailed information. But yeah, he, uh, Philip has done an amazing job. I mean, we're both very appreciative. Seriously good, yeah. He's really putting in some some time. And I think what we should do to augment this too, and I'm sure we've talked about this a little bit, is we should do a catch up show, like once every six months or year, where it just covers all the latest storylines that somebody. It sits totally apart, and we can point someone to if you're new to the show, go listen to this catch up show, just like in Lost. You know, every time they would take a hiatus from, you know, they they show like eight shows and then go on hiatus for a month or six weeks the first show back would be a uh, a catch-up show which would get you caught up with all the storylines and all the characters so that you wouldn't jump in and be like completely confused of what the hell is going on because i always i always tell people I'm like jumping to P- texting now at episode 235 236 is like jumping in the fourth season of lost yeah you'd be like you would be completely
1: did you see the best of texting on the wiki i i no. actually added um I added one, which was 233, three, My Algorithm Thinks You Look Hot, because I remember both of us, you you said to me and I agreed, that is probably our favorite show, discussion show that we've recorded so far. That was the one uh, recorded directly after the most recent microconf.
0: Right. Um yeah, I thought it went well. I mean, I, I I guess the reason I liked it is it just flowed from topic to just topic. It's really topic, good, yeah. You know, it's, great. I mean,
1: it's a great sample of a discussion. Show.
0: I mean, normally normally I don't like to stick on one topic for too long, um, just like we did. <laughs> like we just done <laughs> this right this is kind
1: of a special case. <laughs> okay, you know well, I mean,
0: this so, is a special, very special uh, uh, type of a... Uh, so
1: uh, talking about MicroConf, um, my new friend, Richard Chen, who, who reached out to me after MicroConf and didn't reach out to you and is now my friend... <laughs> <laughs> who i've had two, yeah. two yeah, two, two lunches with him you've had two lunches yeah two lunches wow. and but, but well the first lunch was in umami burger last week and then this week uh on wednesday I, I said i said to him i said look can you take me to a place that is like chinese like but really hardcore like where, where you would you'd never meet you'd never meet a white guy there right just no white guys allowed yeah just just really the real experience he said okay i'll take you to dim sum and he he took me to this amazing place called um, Lunasia in Alhambra, right? right. And so, well,
0: anyone who doesn't know in LA, there's a part of LA, there's Chinatown, which is downtown. Yeah. But then there's a part of Alhambra where all the signs and everything is in Chinese. Yeah. I feel like you are in like modern day America or mo- like what, what what would be like a modern day, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like everything, the stores and the gas stations and the shopping yeah, malls, everything Chinese. looks American. Yeah. Right but they're all Chinese, Chinese writing, characters. Yeah. It's yeah. really
1: cool. Um, so anyway, the di- dim sum um, is sort of like uh, the best way I can describe it is like, I don't know, Asian tapas. So <laughs> right. like you get, you get these little dishes of yeah. things. Um, and it's incredible. I mean, it really is delicious. Yeah, you're uh, a foodie, right? I know I do, but you are a foodie. But I mean, the you, one you, thing you, got, you, you are very set. You like, you have high, you have a high bar for food. But one thing that he got that was just, I, I tried it. But I was like, "Oh, okay, that is definitely no- a lot." Of it was like, "Okay, That's this outside is outside your comfort zone." Yeah, it was outside of my comfort zone. So, we, so we had like these these round, kind of white, puffy balls that had like shredded pork inside. They were yep. incredibly delicious. These yep. other these other had things those. where they call pot stickers. Yep. Right. Like those they're like great. fried those things. Are, yep. Um, there's other ones, but then there's this steamed chicken feet. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had steamed chicken feet. Yes. But like, I mean. Uh, the taste was kind of not so. I mean, it was a lot like chicken wings, right? But the th- but the problem is, is they look like as if you if you got little baby clowns and took and c- took the gloves off the clown because they they kind of become bulbous, <laughs> so they just look really weird, like little baby clown hands. <laughs> so anyway, um, eating baby clown hands was a very weird experience. But what was it, what was cool was that the food was generally amazing. And it was exactly the situation that I wanted, where I just felt kind of awkward because I was the only white guy in there, and <laughs> there was like a hundred, you know, there was like a hundred people in there. Um, but it was it was really really nice nice experience. You
0: know, it's uh, it's funny when you're in your when you stick out ethnically in a place. I've been in situations like that where I'm the only white guy. But I also felt the same way when I was in Sweden, in that there were only people who looked just like me. <laughs> It was really weird. Yeah. I was like, there wasn't even like a couple, of, you know, Asian people or a couple of like, uh, you know, Hispanic. I mean, it was just, you know, it made, it made uh, Orange County look diverse. You know, hmm. it looked like Irvine looked diverse. I mean, it was crazy. And it made me actually feel kind of uncomfortable, kind of weird. Yeah, Which wasn't something I would spend a lot of time thinking about. And it's just, it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's funny because it, I think it's, especially in, um, in LA and Pasadena is so diverse and I've even had a friend of mine come visit from New York, and he he's Asian. and He made a comment. He's like, "This even, Pasadena is a diverse even compared to New York. I mean, you well, if you walk around Pasadena, you, you or you, you go up to the old town or something, you're equally likely to see someone who looks who's Asian or Hispanic or Persian or African American or white
1: or 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 likely some combination." Well, the other thing I was discussing with Richard is that it seems like from each of these different cultures, like america is a different place for them like sure. our america is so different from someone who's living in alhambra it was basically it's like this very asian america
0: well yeah i mean yeah i mean alhambra is a little different kind of thing than because they it is so um homogenous in that way i mean there are, there are there are parts of it that are korean so mm-hmm. you'll see mercy of the letters will become are korean
1: characters as huh. opposed to supposed to uh chinese characters um but so, what, re- so like what really is America and what does it mean to be an American? Does it even mean anything?
0: Well, I think it probably means different things to different people. I think it depends on yeah. who you have. It probably means...
1: You like probably is, is, to
0: ask 20 people I have 20 different answers. Basically, whatever.
1: the only thing that it means to be American is the American dream. You have the chance to become wealthy and successful through the...
0: Theoretically, but I, I think it was there's been a number of reports out over the past few years like the by the U.N. and, and other um, groups said that I think that the amount of economic mobility in the U.S. is now like 10th or 15th behind a lot of European countries and places. So if you start out lower class, the chance that you're going to make a middle class is not that great hmm. compared to what was, you know, say 20, 30 years ago. I mean, you know, the, 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 the distribution, the income equality as well as the um, is they call it economic mobility. Hmm. But... The myth is still there. Would <laughs> People still believe, it, and, and, and that is worth something. The fact that you believe that you can uh, achieve something or, or, or do something, which you can. I mean, this isn't, you know, uh, this this isn't. Um, in is fact, there isn't any mo- economic mobility. It's just it's more difficult than it, than it used to be, and it is not as uh, good as in, in certain countries.
1: Would you ever consider living anywhere other than America?
0: Dude, I hardly will even
1: consider living anywhere else out of Pasadena. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Like, you are pretty set, in, set on your ways about Pasadena. <laughs> I
0: mean, just to be honest
1: about it, I mean... I <laughs> well, mean, I mean like, that, that, Don't you think that's, like, very, like, kind of blinkered? Provincial? No, blinkered. Just, like, just thinking only this one little... i it's, lived- it's not even... Like, you're only going to live within, you know, a few minutes walk of Old Town Pasadena.
0: Yeah, I've... The thing is, it's like, I've traveled quite a bit. Yeah. I know a lot of places. I mean, I'm up in San Francisco every three or four weeks. I know San Francisco. I, know, I lived in Chicago for a number of years. I grew up in Atlanta. I, I know New York. I know San Diego. I, know, I mean, I've been a lot of places. And I've been in Europe a number of times. And all these places I like, they're nice to visit. But every time I come back to you, I'm just like, you know, I kind of found a place I like to be. Pasadena. It's not that I say, oh, like Pasadena is better than these places. It's it suits fits you. Me. Fits it you. suits me. You know, yeah. and I'm, it's possible that there are, that I've, had a, I've reached a local maximum, that there are other places on the <laughs> planet that I would find even better, but I haven't. I mean, I've been to places that people say are awesome, that I agree are really good. They're close, second or third. San Francisco, Santa Barbara, San Diego. I mean, I like California quite a bit. Um, you know, you is York is nice. I'm not a fan of New York. Yeah. I don't, um, I feel claustrophobic. Hmm. I like, uh, I, I like to be able to drive. I like to be a little, I'd be able to, you know, I like a little more green. I like more open spaces. <laughs> I don't, um, I like, that's why I like San Francisco because I feel like you have the city, but you
1: can get outside of the city
0: quickly. It's not that big. Well, you, you can walk w- across the city and you can be
1: over the bridge or you can be, it, it, it's, that's one of the things. About you were just it. in San Diego. How, I mean, what do you think of San Diego?
0: San Diego's nice. San, Di- San Diego to me seems kind of like one giant suburb. Huh. <laughs> I mean, the the, gap, the downtown is pretty cool. We went to that. We we went down there. So, just to explain the context. So, last weekend, um, we picked up the kids from school. Their last day of school was Thursday, and we had we headed straight down to San Diego before traffic hit. And that worked out really well. In fact, I spent almost the whole drive talking to Rob Walling on the phone. Oh, did you? That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Let me just say about this. It's funny. So, <laughs> I emailed Rob. I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, what's up? I think you even might have been CC'd on this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So. I'm like, hey, Rob, what's up? I said, give me a call sometime like catch up. I was, you know, been a while. I said, but, you know, I know you're, I know you're busy. You don't normally answer these kind of emails because, you know, he always has those like auto emails. Yeah. And, like he has like personal office hours. Like you can email between 11 and 2 on Friday, <laughs> every second Friday of the month, that kind of stuff. So he, he, he joked back with me. He's like, yeah, I'll have my person schedule something and whatever. So he ended up calling me and, um, I ended up just talking to him on the phone as I'm driving down. Cause Sandy, the kids were doing, watching a movie or doing whatever they're doing. Sandy was completely blown out trying to get us ready for the trip. So she was just happy yeah. to just, just sit there and just veg. And so I just to her off. It was like a micro cough talk for like an hour and a half. Oh wow. That's cool. And uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, that makes driving go by
1: quickly. Um,
0: so I recommend it. If you ever have a long drive, crawl, call Rob Walling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can have like an hour and a half, two hours. Did you convince him to let you invest in Drip?
0: No, that ship has sailed. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, but uh, we did talk a lot about Drip and we talked about Hittail and we talked about, you know, projects, my projects and, you know, whatever. So it was, it was, was, it's always fun. And, and uh, his wife, Sherry, her podcast, which I was mm-hmm. on a while back, um, that's doing well. And I don't know, it's always fun. So anyway, so we drove down to um san diego and the idea was we we're just gonna spend like a few a couple days down there we went to sea world oh i gotta tell you about we went to sea world mm-hmm. and then we went to the next day they had um right on the boardwalk right near our hotel they have uh, the, like the um the roller coaster and all the rides and stuff so we did that so two things so we went to sea world you know SeaWorld has like the orcas the killer whales yeah Shamu, and you go and watch these shows they have a couple different shows so it's kind of sea world is kind of a combination between like a um like a zoo, like a, an aquatic zoo, right? You go see fish and penguins and dolphins and stuff. And it's also like a theme park. There are lots of rides. Oh, okay. So it's a pretty cool combination. Yeah. So, you know, when you go to watch like the dolphin show and you go watch the, the, uh, the orca show, um, there, there are the, there, it's at these the huge stands that surround it. And, and the lower three or four rows are what they call the soak section mm. so that you will get splashed. You know, and of course, my wife and kids were all like, "We're, at, you know, we're session." And I was like, I kept telling I was like, "I don't know if I really want to get soaked," you know, because we're gonna be walking around the park for next three or four hours. And but she brought like like windbreakers for us all. She's like, "I got your windbreaker, and it's all it's gonna be fine." I'm like, "All right," and I don't want to be the grumpy dad, right? <laughs> grumpy dad's up in you know <laughs> the top stands, and all the kids are having fun. Like you don't want to be that guy, right? Yeah, it's not right. like, "All right, fine, I'm in there," and the they bring out the the the, the chemu or whatever the biggest orca whale comes out they have like four of them comes out he like looks me straight in the eye and he's like you know this is what I do right <laughs> <laughs> he comes up and he dead I mean he is squared up with me and he splat does this huge crash in water and it was like an avalanche of water covered me up it's like, it like if I was surfing was it just like this- you or the I'm whole ball- family yeah like there were, I, for some reason I had some space around me and I just got nailed <laughs> I was got the worst of it. Anybody in the stands, the entire everybody in the stands were just cracking up. That's I hilarious. Got, it's like as if he targeted you. He was. He looked at me and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "You know, this is what I do, right?" <laughs> it's like, hilarious. It reminded me of um, <clears> on <throat> and, 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 and sports center, ESPN, sports center when they do like the highlights from different sports. They do in, uh, in basketball uh, sometimes if some guy gets dunked on, like some guy will just jump right over and like put his hand in the guy's face and just like dunk was really nasty, <laughs> dunk on them. And they'll be like, smile, you're on a poster. <laughs> or you got posterized. I got
1: posterized. Now, did, did, the, did the, the attendant sit you in that seat?
0: No. I just, just, it just happened to be where I was. Okay. Yeah, so grumpy dad, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Shimu's like, you know what, you got a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And, then, uh, and uh, then, of course, we go on like the, um, you know, they have like a ride that you, you kind of get wet, you know, kind of go on like a kind of a fake uh man-made rapids yeah and of course i got nailed on that and i walk off that thing and all people in line to look at me like oh my god is is that how wet you get out of this thing i'm like dude i got shimooed <laughs> like this is
1: just the, the insult to injury part you know? <laughs> so that was um so do you recommend that um i recommend it if you have over the um disney world for example
0: i have not been to disney world because i've just heard horror stories about like the 40 minute lines and, and when you have kids who are under a certain age? You don't want to be standing in line for more than five minutes because they just start going nuts and it becomes just hell on earth. Right. Um, but the lines there were very short. We went on a Friday, so we took off on a Thursday. We got there on a Friday, and 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 because it wasn't a weekend, I think it was pretty bad, pretty good. So there weren't weren't any long r- lines. We didn't have to <laughs> wait, and it was it was great. And then the other thing we did was the was all the rides and stuff. But one thing I just discovered all of a sudden now these rides that I used to to do all these carnival ride are these like roller coasters and spinning stuff and no problem now it makes me sick to my stomach
1: right and do you go on them now
0: not anymore well i went to, i went on one i went on this weird like simulation thing at the at the sea world where they put you you sit in these seats and you're like on this pretend helicopter and you're flying through the arctic and stuff and i literally feel like i was gonna throw up
1: i had that same exact same experience i mean th- this is strangely something that we agree on um <laughs> i was I, I went to uh santa monica pier and went on that teacup thing yeah, you, have you been on that? We've been in San Santa Monica a number of times. Have yeah. you been on that? Yeah. Did you yeah. cup one? Yeah. Like, I got off that and I thought <sighs> Once, I was yeah. going to throw up. Yeah, that was like seriously. I bad. did
0: that as, as 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 recent as six months ago. No problem. Yeah, I went on this thing. I thought I was going to throw up, and then uh, the next day I went on one another one of those twirly things, and I don't know if it's because I hadn't recovered quite from the day before. Yeah, I literally was about to throw up, and I told Santa, I'm like, I'm done. I can't do my ride. So I spent Jeez. most of the time. Just watching the kids watching the kids rides do the roads, yeah. and Sandy, because Sandy Sandy loves it, and they're going all these crazy rides, and I'm just sitting there reading NSA leak stories on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I did. Nice. So anyway, but I was talking about uh Santa uh, San Diego. So I like San I think San Diego's a, a nice place to live, and I think it just depends on on you know, it's probably just like LA, it really depends on what part you live in. You can yeah. live on a beach, little beach area, you can live downtown. And I think it's cool. San Diego's a nice place.
1: All right. So um what other stuff do we have to talk about? Uh, the one thing I did want to say was just in case I wasn't clear enough, that restaurant that should be tried out by lots of white people is <laughs> Lunasia in Alhambra. Go in and it's uh, an amazing well, experience. Well, not
0: just white people, anybody who's not Chinese.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. Good. So let's see the notes. Oh, we, we, we got, got a, like five, we're five minutes and we're wrapping up. Well,
0: we got a big donation from yeah, uh, Jonathan Kresner. Yeah. He is the founder of AirPair. So it was actually interesting. He sent me an email, um, and because AirPair is sort of similar to anyfoo and he said he was feeling a little a little awkward because he was like, "Should I be reaching out to you guys or not?" Because we're kind of in the same space, but I don't know. I, I, was, I told him it was it was it was it was cool, you know. I mean, AirPair is kind of like if you want a programming programming help direct from somebody else who's an expert programmer, and so that's similar in nature to anyfoo. I mean, We're a little broader than that. And uh, I don't know if it's quite exactly the same model, but uh, it was it was cool that he did he did try and connect up. And he's been a long time listener, so it's kind of funny. You're a listener to the show, but you're also building something that you feel is kind of a competitor. So you're like, <laughs> do I like these guys or do I hate these guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he was always like, he, I, he said he really enjo- has enjoyed the show, and and he re- said he really enjoyed our how open we were about any foo. Although when we were losing momentum and things were kind of Stalling out, he got really depressed about AirPair. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it, it you know, huh. which I can see that effect. So if you're Man. going to a space, there's another startup, and they're not, and you feel like they're not picking up traction, it makes you feel like, well, maybe there's just not a real market here, or or something. And I tell him like, don't, don't worry about the barn. Don't worry about what anyone else's space is doing. It's as it, it really has more. Anything that had to do with any of it was more about. My and Justin's partnership and what we were trying to do had nothing to do or little to do with the market itself, especially the things that we were talking about.
1: I mean, talking about any foo, um, I think we're almost ready to start PRing it.
0: Okay. But before you do that, I want to say, but so he's, he, he donated a hundred dollars.
1: Well, that, thank you so, so that's much.
0: That's a lot of money for a donation. And he is, so he's an executive producer, right? Yes. So thank you, Jonathan. We really appreciate it. Wish you the best of luck with Airpair.
1: And, I think he may uh, be a yeah. grand patron.
0: Is that a grand patron? I think so. So yeah. fifty is a, makes you a executive producer. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's very cool. Yeah. So uh,
1: yeah. And the good news is it goes into our joint PayPal account rather than going into my PayPal account and me having to give it to you. So that <laughs> means you don't have to hassle me about.
0: Well, like the eight whole months PayPal go account. by, I'm like, so am I ever going to see any of this, or is this <laughs> just going into Justin Vincent? So um, <clears throat> oh, okay. I, I don't like one correction too uh, before I forget and and before we get into any food. Um, you remember we, we did a little free impromptu um uh advertisement for calltheseguys.com. But it's not call these guys. we called we called it hire these guys. And it's call these guys. We oh. kept saying hire these guys.
1: Oh so good thing it was free. <laughs> so I right. pointed I need- someone to calltheseguys.com the other day.
0: Yeah, but we were I was saying and and you were saying
1: hire these guys. It's call yeah. these guys. Call these guys. Cool. If you want to get a website Go to calltheseguys.com. Right. Uh, so, I think we should. I think we should start to. Um, well, Sarah is is arriving tonight, and Sarah has been the person who's been signing up all the experts. So it's going to be great for us to all uh, have a chat with her about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're only three away from um, from five rows on the homepage. Five rows of six. So I think we're we're pretty much ready to start PRing it. You think so? Yeah. Very. I think once we get those three. Then that's it. Let's let's start I think to that's PR. Enough. 30s enough to you, start. You got any ideas? PR ideas? Oh, I don't know. I mean, A lot. I mean, I think for one of
0: them will be um, uh, asking the experts to do a tweet, do kind of a tweet bomb. Okay. You now, um, they. I mean, a lot of them have fairly, uh, yeah, fairly large Twitter followings. I think the other thing is that we reach out, we reach out to some um, writers or bloggers who cover the space about. Are what we're doing, okay? Just in time consulting. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things we can do. I mean, all
1: right. So you do we, we we'll discuss that off air, and then we'll yeah. We we'll get, look, so we'll strategize off air, and then when we make some decisions, we'll talk about what we've done.
0: Yeah, we got to come up with. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things we can do, and you know you know there's content. Marketing. We can write a bunch of yeah. some blog posts, interesting stuff that's semi related
1: to it, or even just startups in general, and pull some people in. Yeah, I mean, we could even just do general blog posts, and with just the line, "I've just started anyfoo." <laughs>
0: <laughs> although that I don't know if that converts very well Yeah, I think it works better if you talk about
1: the thing that you're doing
0: the, it's like it's, it's really I think the, the, the sweet spot I think you can do some of that and uh, I think but if you can talk about stuff that you've learned or stuff that you're doing sort of where your startup is part of the story mm-hmm. then people are really thinking about otherwise it comes to as just like an ad almost that's stuck to the side
1: that's my theory Okay. Um, we'll see if that's... Well, modern. Plugio is on Flipper. Yeah. And um, I, I've i got the reserve at 100,000. And I am in discussion with two serious buyers. Really? Yeah. Now, I don't know whether they're going to make an offer, but they're the kind of... They're, two of them are the kind of people that I, I like from talking to them, and I like what they have to say about it. So, um, yeah. So... Uh, uh, Just speaking to a a couple of people who, to me, seem like they would be good candidates to turn Plugio into a more successful business than it is. I mean, basically, as we know, the thing that I've been really good at is on-site conversion. Mm -hmm. Things that I've been really not so great at is bringing lots of new traffic to the site. I think the main reason is because I just find it very boring.
0: Yeah, that's not Um, really your thing.
1: It's just, I just don't enjoy it. But these people will be able to do it. I can tell. They're already good at it. So what they what they're not particularly good at is building us you know not they're not good at, but I just don't think they've done it before is built the whole sas sas so they have the cash and they have the marketing capabilities, so I think they would be able to really take it somewhere
0: well if it's it actually would be for somebody like that, it would actually be a, a smart acquisition i mean like when you when you look at these companies uh or private equity firms that buy other companies, you feel like there's value here that the current management or the current organizational structure, um, there's a number of value that they cannot unlock or they cannot leverage. Yeah. And whereas within a different organization or with a different type of management, that stuff can become way more valuable. And I think that's the case with you. It's like, as you just said, that's not what needs to happen now are things that aren't really your strong suit, are things that you want to do. Whereas if they're really good at it and that's their thing, then they could – for $100,000 you have a a completely polished working app that not only works but has makes 4 grand a month mm-hmm. right there.
1: Well, on on a very very small amount of traffic coming to the site like 100 people a day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and,
0: so for them they're like but even, even if they just bought even if they didn't think they could grow it much and they could just buy it just from like return on cap return on capital if it's going to generate $4,000 a month. Mm. You know, so it's you're making close to 50 a year. Yeah, I mean, that's a great deal for them because they're like, even if we suck at doing what we think we can do, which is grow the traffic, we're probably not going to lose money on this. We'll probably we'll probably
1: make money back in two and a half years. But he, there's all there's also like even free on-site things that could like dramatically increase blogio. Like one of them would be Patrick McKenzie's famous uh, went you know uh, two hundred dollar email, mm-hmm. you know his hundred dollar email thing. Basically, when someone's been a paying customer for two weeks. You for, for two weeks or one month, you send them an email and say, okay, we'll give you a year in advance for 60%. Right. And then that's, that email always converts because they're at the sweet spot where they love your product and where they're like, oh yeah, I want 40% discount. Go for it. Right. So that, that, And that really increases monthly revenue.
0: And you don't want to do any of that stuff. Well, I just, I'm just
1: too busy doing other stuff, right? Did you do? Yeah. Specifically. Did you do? And then the other thing is, um, even just annual signups on the main plans and pricing page, annual signups. And then the final thing is the only reason why I have Churn, I think, is because the stats isn't as good as something like Sprout Social. So all they would have to do is just put better stats graphs on there. And then I think they'd have it.
0: That sounds like, uh, well, it sounds like a good buy. And if you got, you know, 100 grand or a little more Hmm. in your bank account, That'd be pretty nice,
1: huh? Yeah. I think bit, it would have made it worth it. And it would be really interesting to follow the progr- progress of Blogio as well after the person that purchased it. I'd love to check in on it once a month. Okay, what well, you know, what revenue are you doing now? Of I'm course, you'd
0: be really depressed if all of a sudden they turn into like a multi-million
1: dollar thing after. No, months. I wouldn't be depressed. I, I would, that would be fine. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I know that I could do it. I just don't have the time, you know? Or could you do it? Maybe, well, could, I, could you I, say- I couldn't do the marketing side of things. Maybe I could if I partnered with someone good. But I would, it requires a partnership. That's something I'm especially seeing um, through being involved with Digidoo is the business guys, like the amount that they do for, from a business perspective is the amount that I do from a coding dispec- perspective. And I've never really been in a partnership like that before.
0: So you always just assume that that stuff was just layered on it, was that kind of incidental. like the real, Right. They were just building the technology, kind mm-hmm. of build it and they will come.
1: Yeah. Well, I've always felt like the best... It's 24-7 business. It's 24-7 sales. It's 24-7 cutting deals. Uh, Just thinking about things from a business perspective, it's like fully blown, hardcore, (laughs) just being a business guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've never... You know, that's that's never happened in any startup I've been in before. Yeah. Yeah. I... I think the perfect
0: example is Central Desktop with, uh, you know, Isaac and Arnoff, you know, Mm. and they split those things. And Arnoff, who was the technologist and the primary developer, um, he was also very savvy from the business side, but Isaac would handle that stuff. Isaac is no dummy when it comes to technology, but he spent all his time doing marketing and business and development stuff and, you know, raising money and all stuff. And, of course, they were very successful. And ever since saying that, I was always convinced, like, that's, if you, the ultimate partnership is for most of these companies is you have one of each. That's mm-hmm. something like a buffer. I mean, that's why I think you were um, uh, overtaken by buffers because they had the you know, one guy mm. just building it and the other guy spent all his time writing, being writing guest blog posts and, yeah. you know, the blog posts and doing all this stuff all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you were talking a lot about, well, I think they did, you know, they were, you know, narrow and deep or whatever you were, t- yeah. you were talking about that I, I think that's a factor but i think really they just had a guy who was marketing mm-hmm. and re- did a great job of it all yeah
1: that's no, probably true yeah
0: but uh one last thing i'll say then i gotta go because i gotta um i gotta take Coley to all right <laughs> to uh camp to football camp but um the um world war z coming up next weekend world war z world war z never heard of it
1: what's what is that i've, I've rings a bell
0: Oh, it's a, it's the zombie movie. It's, oh. movie, you know, it's the whole zo- world war, you know, zombie. Okay. So I bought the book last night. Uh, I had actually Sandy bought it for me. And uh, cause I, I, the movie actually, they optioned the book and they, but actually they kind of rewrote the whole thing. It has nothing to do with the book really. Other than the fact that it's a sort of this zombie, it's like, it's global in its, it's sort of story, right? Yeah. They have a guy's in the, in the movie, the guy's going from all over the country all of the world trying to f- figure out what the heck's going on or how this thing started and whatever. Uh, and and that, that's Brad Pitt. In the, in the, in the, uh, the book, it's a series of, like, of interviews or journal entries from all these different people mm. that, to, to find out their experience, like what happened. And the guy, it was actually a report that was put together for like the UN or something like that. Mm. And, but that, you can't really make that to a movie so well. So, you know, they mm. did this. But uh, it was funny as I started reading it last night and Sandy goes, I think that's the first fiction book you've read <laughs> and and I said I said yeah I said it's the first fiction she's oh my god it's a fiction book I said yeah it's the first one I've read in ten years he's like ten years since college <laughs> like <laughs> I have to have read something that's crazy because I always read nonfiction
1: have you seen Shaun of the Dead yeah did you like that movie yeah it's cute
0: it's okay, funny enough, it's yeah. funny um but yeah I, I Colby and I are all geared up to go see my uh, all right. I don't think it's gonna be a, is, I think is Colby allowed in. He's, it's PG-13, but he's
1: he's fine with it. He looks like a 13-year-old.
0: No, not that he looks like a 13, <laughs> but he is completely desensitized to that kind of stuff. That stuff doesn't bother. He doesn't wake up with nightmares or like get freaked out. He's completely uh, just sort of uh, uh, not Okay,
1: so the one one thing we'll just finish on is that I bought, just this very quick, okay. I bought you a robot as an apology for missing the Catalyst session. I've bought it for Catalyst, but I, I found this really funky robot firm in Korea. And you were like, yeah, well, that's real nice. That's real nice. But what I really need is a new Mindstorm.
0: Oh, right. Well, and then you can't get Mindstorms down. No, no, I'm,
1: I'm going to get one, but they are more expensive than I expected. But they are, like, far a few between those Mindstorms.
0: Yeah, people, well, because they, they kind of stop selling them until they, come out, they have a new version that comes out later in the year, but they're not yeah. out yet.
1: Yeah, so, they, so, so the, cool. the, the old ones are like gold dust. But I'm yeah. going to get one for next catalyst. So we're going to have four mindstorms in that catalyst. That'll
0: session. be that'll be great. And so we're going to do we're going to do a few things this summer with uh with catalyst some like I said these sort of informal mindstorm sessions. Yeah. So if we get one of those we can have each kid will have one. I think we'll
1: have like four kids and you know,
0: the real catalyst in the fall we'll have, you know. When is the first
1: kids. first informal mo- session?
0: I don't know. I haven't thought. I'm going to San Francisco next week, so probably maybe Maybe the week after or something.
1: All right, well, give me some, give me some notice so that I can try and get that. All right, sounds good.
0: All right, well, I got to get out of here, so. this that's a wrap. We're out.